Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, we're going to head out once again to the SDCCU fan hotline. We're joined by our friend Dennis Lynn from The Athletic. Dennis, welcome to the program today. How are we doing? Hi, Coach. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Hey, you ever get a day off? Uh, the Padres, the ball players get a day off. You get a day off yesterday from The Athletic? Uh, yeah, to an extent I did. Uh, it was nice. It's, it's always nice to, to break up the schedule. Um, more so for the players, but uh, we'll take whatever off days we can get. Oh, you guys up there in the media, you guys grind day in and day out. Don't uh, don't uh, fool me or our listeners. We know how hard you work, and we appreciate all your hard work. I, I wanted to start off because uh, you came out with this article uh, a couple of days ago regarding Fernando Tatis Jr. Of course, he's getting a lot of national attention right now with the great start he's gotten off to. And, you know, the headline for the fans that maybe didn't see it, same name, same dream, Fernando Tatis Jr. might surpass his proud father and stay with the Padres forever. Could you talk a little bit about uh, your conversation with the senior Tatis? Well, it's only natural, right, for a young player who's uh, made a lot of friends in a certain organization to, to want to stay with that organization forever. Uh, that's, uh, that's what the observation uh, both father and son, Fernando Tatis Jr. and senior, have made. Uh, he was disappointed a couple years ago when he was initially disappointed a couple years ago when he was traded from the Chicago White Sox just because that was the, the team that signed him and the team that he envisioned uh, coming up in the majors with. And then uh, after a few days, I think he got over that, uh, made some new friends in the Padres organization, and then uh, really took off, obviously. So uh, now with this good start he's had in the majors uh, with the uh, guys he's gotten to know there, uh, become really good friends with, uh, and the organization that you know brought him up on opening day, I think uh, there's a lot of goodwill right now. So uh, with everything going on and all the extensions of the game, uh, that's something he's paid attention to. And if he can uh, work out a deal eventually with the Padres, maybe sooner than later, that would allow him to uh, get some security and kind of take his mind off that and focus on the game, which he's doing right now. I think he would definitely be willing to listen to that. Hey, Dennis, I know the family obviously was here for the first homestand when the young guy was making his major league debut. Uh, does he have family members that are going to stay here throughout the course of the year, or are they just going to kind of come in uh, sporadically? Yeah, I think it's more of the latter. Uh, they got uh, a lot of things going on in Dominican. Uh, I think the dad, a senior, he, uh, he has a baseball academy that he's running, and Coaching his younger sons, uh, one of his one of Junior's brothers, his uh, second, his, I think his oldest younger youngest brother, uh, Elijah, just uh, agreed to a half million dollar signing bonus with uh, Chicago White Sox. So they've got plenty going on there. But I think uh, there will be more than you know one occasion when the entire family comes over to San Diego or whatever road city he might be in. Maybe uh, Miami will probably be like the easiest one. To, to watch him play, but they're uh, they're definitely monitoring his progress very closely. I know uh, his his mom's very active on social media on anything that pops up about uh, Fernando Junior. So they're definitely watching for sure. Um, Dennis Lynn from the Athletic joining me here on ninety seven three the fan. Uh... Do you think the Padres are, are working on some type of long term deal right now, like the Braves have done with Acuna Junior and Ozzy Albies? 
Yeah, it's, uh, it's very relevant that you bring those two up because I think uh, the, the, the last uh, few extensions, they've kind of uh, raised their eyebrows at some of the numbers. And a lot of people around the industry have raised their eyebrows at some of these numbers. Uh, I think if you were to ask Fernando Tatis Jr.'s agent, Dan Lozano, who just negotiated a uh, 10-year, $300 million deal for Manny Machado, his, uh, his other client, he would say that a lot of these deals are steals for the team and He's not going to go for that in any uh, way, shape, or form for for Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, but at the same time, um, you know, it's it's his career. It's you know his and his dad, especially his dad, having gone through it. They're going to have a say in it and what they want to do. It's their call. So uh, if there could be a balance struck, kind of a middle ground, I'm sure they're you know looking at it. But at the same time, you know, eight years, hundred million. That's what Ronald Acuna got, and he was you know he did had a really really good rookie year and for Tatis Jr. is just starting out. So they're going to have to take a lot of things into consideration. But I think if you were to say the Padres get get him on eight years and $100 million, they'd be more than willing to do that. They just haven't uh, approached him yet. They're kind of digesting all the things that are going on with these extensions. But I think they're definitely thinking about it. Hey, Dennis, how do you evaluate Tatis Jr.'s play so far? Yeah, well, I think – one thing that comes to mind is just how instinctual he is and how athletic he is. Uh, you combine those two in a 20 year old, it's just really impressive what he's doing right now. Um, I, I know everyone says, uh, you know, he hasn't played above double A. That's not really true. He did play in, uh, Dominican Winter League, which is, uh, maybe a slightly better form of competition and he had a lot of success there. So I think you look to that first of all to, uh, maybe explain how he's gone off to such a good start. That momentum that he carried, um, over from the DWL. Uh, where there's a lot of veteran pitchers, a lot of guys who play a lot of years in uh, different leagues, including the majors. That's a uh, that's a really good uh, you know stage for a young guy to be on. And as his dad says, uh, uh, he, he's told people, you know, don't don't worry about his age, worry about his ability. And that's what came out uh, this past off season. He helped them win their first their their, their hometown team's first uh, winter league title in 51 years, and huh. that really set the stage for. Him coming to spring training very confident and very comfortable about you know his abilities and what he could do with, with these uh, these other veteran players you know playing next to him and I think uh, that might have been even a more challenging stage than what he's going through right now just because of so much pressure and all the you know the stakes put on him uh, and his hometown to bring the title back to, to their to their town. Dennis, there was a story uh, a week or so ago that uh, Hosmer and Machado had gone out to dinner with Ron Fowler, and they went to work on uh, Mr. Fowler about having this kid on the opening day roster. What's fact or fiction about that? Well, so I actually talked to Ron Fowler about that, and he categorically denies that ever happened. Uh, He was never approached, you know. Specifically, he said by those two, never had a dinner, never had a meal with them during spring training. Although I think uh, those guys and Ian Kimser also approached, uh, or not also, but they they approached AJ Preller at some point during the spring, late in the spring. After they had a conversation for a while with you know Andy Green and other staff members, uh, just saying, hey, you know this this guy's ready. This guy's you know one of our best twenty-five easily, and. He's up on opening day. He's going to help us win. We think he's ready. So that, there were conversations there. There wasn't a dinner with Ron Fowler or anything um, of that nature. Although, uh, you know, as you can imagine, A.J. Preller obviously uh, talked to Ron about his thoughts and feelings uh, about, you know, Tatis Jr. being on the roster. And they, they looked at the uh, 
changing landscape of labor and what's going on with all these these extensions. They figured, you know, why why worry about what's going to happen in six or seven years with uh, with him? By then, we if everything goes according to plan, he'll be extended. You know, maybe maybe this year. So uh, let's put him up now and uh, let's uh, you know go with our best twenty-five. And he is definitely one of the best twenty-five, as you can see right now. He's probably one of the best five. Dennis Lynn from the Athletic joining us on the SDCCU uh, fan hotline. I look at 19 games right now, Dennis. This team, uh, uh, 229 average, a 300 on base percentage. Uh, they're uh, run, uh, runners in scoring position at 226, runners in scoring position in two outs, 190 average, minus 12, a run differential. And, and then I would, uh, above that, I would talk about the starting pitch, you not being able to go deep in ball games, and just kind of the struggles of a lot of these starters the last uh, round or two. Yeah, there's a lot of concerning signs about whether they can keep this up or not, and you've seen them. Uh, you know, fall hard on regression the last few games. Uh, I think uh, it's it's a similar story, right, with the offense. Uh, I know there's new, a couple of new players, Manny Machado being, you know, foremost, but they're still struggling to get on base overall. I think they're right around the 300 on base percentage as a team. Uh, there's too many black holes in the lineup right now. Eric Hosmer's, uh, you know, he's getting unlucky a little bit, but he's hasn't started hitting still. Uh, Ian Kimbler, um, he needs to prove he has something left because right now it doesn't look like it. And uh, Luis Urias, a guy they brought up to, uh, you know, uh, kind of get second base production started. He hasn't hitting has, has he hasn't started hitting yet either. Um, and you know, Will Myers, Tatis, and Machado, those are three of the main guys we're hitting right now. But when you're getting a zero from your catcher spot, your second base spot, first base, uh, that's a that's a tough slog. Um, and the, Starting pitching, yeah, you're right there. It's uh, it's going to be, I think, educational all season, just how these guys get through it. A lot of them are on, uh, you know, innings limits or pitch limits in Chris Paddock's case. So it's going to be interesting to see how they navigate it. I think uh, a lot of people are clamoring for Dallas Keuchel, um, but uh, I, I don't know how much he, he can change this on his own by uh, just signing Dallas Keuchel because I think they need more help than just one pitch or maybe two pitchers. But uh, you also don't want to work as a future if you're not quite ready this year. And I think right now we're seeing that there are signs that even though they're a more interesting team than they have been in years, there's going to be a lot of growing things along the way still. So uh, if you're targeting uh, this fall for them to pay and make the playoffs, I think that's still a little bit uh, premature. Dennis, uh, Urias to me looks a little bit overmatched right now. He doesn't look very comfortable and uh, Francisco Mejia, because he hasn't played a lot, he just looks kind of out of sorts at the plate right now and very frustrated. Yeah, I think part of that just they need more plate appearances up here to, to get comfortable, but uh, Mejia in particular, I mean, his approach still needs a lot of work. He's swinging more pitches out of the zone than any player on the team, maybe any player in baseball right now, but uh, again, he's not getting Regular playing time, so there's always debate about whether um, it, it'd be best at some point to keep struggling to set him down at AAA to get more regular playing time and you know, bring up uh, Chris Stewart, bring up uh, Austin Allen, one of those guys. But, uh, yeah, his approach definitely needs a lot of work. And when you're trying to learn and uh, help your team win at the same time at the, at the big league level, especially as a catcher, that can be a big challenge. So I think there's, there's concern there about whether his approach um, you know, on either side of the ball, he's always had defensive questions as uh, it's uh, going to prove. But, uh, you know, they, they have they have a lot of faith in his ability. I think it's just uh, his ability to, to, you know, learn quicker uh, at the big league level. That's kind of a concern right now. 
Well, you know the old saying in baseball, you know it as well as anyone, having covered the major leagues for a lot of years. Now. It's not uh, who you play, it's when you play them. And hopefully, uh, for the Padres' sake, uh, they get the 5-12 uh, and 12, uh, Reds coming in who haven't won a road game yet, and the boys can get uh, kind of back on track here and then uh, finish up with Seattle before they go out on a pretty uh, big road trip to Washington and Atlanta and then come home to the L.A. Dodgers. So uh, they've got some big games coming up. Uh, this series this weekend, I think, is really huge for them to at least get that momentum back that they've lost the last three games. Yeah, the Reds, if you look at them, they're obviously not a, not a good team. And if you're uh, at least an improving team, you want to take care of your business and, uh, you know, take advantage of that, this little easier part of the schedule. But as you mentioned, the, the Dodgers coming up, that'll be a real test, I think, for, uh, for where they are. Uh, the Dodgers have a really explosive offense by the looks of it, so that'll be a good, good test for the young pitchers. Hey, uh, Dennis, as always, uh, thanks so much. Hope to see you soon out there in the press box, my friend. Yeah, sounds good. See you out there. Thanks, Take Coach. care. There you go. Uh, Dennis Lynn from The Athletic joining us on the SDCCU uh, Fan Hotline. By the way, you can also nominate SDCCU Best Credit Union, the Union Tribune Readers Poll, daily at sdccu.com slash nominate. San Diego County Credit Union. It's not big banking. It's better. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.